Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 11th episode of Pop Icon, the podcast. Hey guys, my name is David, the host of Pop Icon Radio, live on the Alternation Radio, every Tuesday from 8 to 9 in the morning, for the next couple of weeks, it's probably going to be changing here soon. Um, But yeah, we do the show from 8 to 9 in the morning, we talk pop culture, we talk pop music, and it's always a crazy time, or maybe it's not always a crazy time, maybe it's always just like a scandalous time, there's always some drama going on, Um, so yeah, just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to the past 10 episodes of Pop Icon, Um, I started this up I think in September um and we're going strong here now it's end of november um so we'll see how the rest of this year goes i've got some more ideas coming for the future of pop icon so just stay tuned and once again thank you so much for taking allowing me to take you on this journey into pop culture um but we can just jump right into the show i guess after this uh this week we can start the show off with the billboard hot 100 top 10 um we've got some interesting news uh so number 10 we have got thinking about me morgan whalen at number nine we've got morgan whalen again with last night at number eight we've got greedy tate mcgray uh that's new um number seven we've got fast car luke combs and we're gonna get back to tate mccray because like why is that all i've been hearing about on damn twitter x lately what's up with that um so yeah seven luke combs fast car number six we've got i remember everything zach bryan featuring casey musgraves at number five, we've got Is It Over Now, Taylor Swift, uh, from 1989 re-release. At number four, we've got SZA with Snooze. Is that ever going to hit number one? Um, at number three, we have got Paint the Town Red, Doja Cat. Uh, number two, we've also got another new song, which is exciting. Uh, we got Lovin' On Me, Jack Harlow. I'm like, Jack Harlow? He's kind of cute sometimes, but also, like, how is he number two already? That's weird. Um, and our number one this week, we have got Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift. Uh, of course, topping the charts now. I think this is, like, the fourth week in a row um, that it's stayed number one. So that's awesome. Congratulations to Mrs. Swift. Apparently, things are going good in her life. I guess her and Travis Kelsey are, like, still going strong. He, like, had these, like, tweets that, like, uh, reposted the other day, like, yeah, you hear that and you think like, oh no, what did it say? It's just like, it's just like him like misspelling squirrel and being like, I gave that squirrel a piece of bread and it freaking went, wow, that was crazy, man. And I'm like, oh my God, he was kind of, <laughs> he just is a simpleton. He seems like a nice guy. Um, So hopefully he's being a nice guy to her. Hopefully they just, you know, they raise just some beautiful babies. That was a weird like transition. Um, hopefully they like just like stay together for the long haul, get married, have some babies. Um, we'll see how it goes for them. Um, we can jump right into the box office top ten of the week. Uh, because we've definitely got some new contenders there. So number ten this week we have got Flowers of the Flowers, Killers of the Flower Moon, one point nine million. At number nine, we've got Priscilla, 2.3 million. At number eight, we've got Next Goal Wins, 2.5 million. I don't know. That sounds like a kid's movie. Sounds cute. Uh, number seven, we've got The Holdovers, 2.6 million. And 
I need to check into that because what is the holdovers? I've seen a couple of people posting about it on X, Twitter, and they're like, hey, that was kind of good. I'm like, wait, what is that? Uh, so number six, we've got Taylor Swift, uh, the heiress tour, $2.7 million. She's made $175 million just with that fucking, just with the video. It's like, like a YouTube video of her performance. That's crazy. Um, so number five, we have got Five Nights at Freddy's, $3.5 million. At number four, we've got the Marvels with just $10 million. Um, Everybody, please go see the Marvels. Like, support it. Like, it doesn't deserve the hate that it's getting right now. Um, but number three, we've got a really interesting flick called Thanksgiving that I actually saw, and we'll be doing, like, a little review of it later on in the show. Um, so that was actually really good. Uh, Addison Ray was, like, killing the game. Tyser Dempsey, oh, my God. We just talked about him last week, but he totally made sense that he was, like, sexiest man ever um number two we have got trolls band together 30 million <laughs> i love how that just drops like 30 million it's amazing um and at number one we have got the hunger games the ballad of songbirds and snakes uh 44 million that's amazing and you know what while i'm sad about the marvels not doing well i'm really happy that that is doing well because you guys know me, you know I hate a motherfucking smear campaign, and I feel like that's what's been going on with this whole Rachel Zegler-like drama. She's just a girl just, like, talking about her life and, like, how she feels about things, and people are getting so mad at her for saying things. Get over it. You, you They need to be mad at bitch Gal Gadot with her freaking static like line reading she is not good so go talk to her about some shit leave miss rachel alone because there's something about her i don't know like i saw her look at the premiere for the uh movie and oh my god like the the uh hollywood premiere um and she was like killing the game that actually everybody on the cast is kind of like gorgeous beautiful um but her especially is like my like it girl um so rachel zegler is it girl of the week no i'm just kidding um so yeah the hunger games the ballad of the songbirds and snakes 44 million that's great congratulations to them um i guess we can just like jump into some pop culture news next so I lied. We're not jumping into pop culture news. We are going to get into some movie news. Uh, so let's start with the uh, Superman legacy movie. First things first, we've got Madison Beer may have auditioned for a role. That's insane. Uh, Madison Beer reveals that she auditioned for an unknown role in the upcoming Superman film. Uh, so the cast for James Gunn's Superman Legacy is shaping up with it revealed earlier this year that David Corn Sweat, is it Corn Sweat or Corn Sweet? I don't know. He's gorgeous. Um, we'll be playing Clark Kent slash Superman alongside Rachel Broshannon. I think that's how you say Brosnanahan or something. I don't know. Um, Isabella Mersad. Mer Mer oh, God. I'm like terrorizing everybody's names uh, as Kendra Sanders slash hot girl. We got Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner. And uh, according to Madison Beer, she could have been in the film too, um, though she didn't end up getting the role, unfortunately. Uh, so on an appearance on kiss fm say it or shoot it uh beer was asked about auditions that didn't pan out and that's what she revealed that one might have been for the new superman film uh she goes that might have been for the new superman movie she said sorry that's not announced i didn't get the part unfortunately not so i don't know who would she have been playing Major i can see her playing like hot girl i don't see her playing like a lois lane type character but maybe you never know or maybe like they announced like another character the other day um 
the engineer. I don't know her, but <laughs> that'd be interesting to see like Madison Beer like with like wings on. That'd be really fun. Um, so some more Superman legacy news. We have got Nicholas Halt uh, landing the role of Lex Luthor. Um, so we hear that James Gunn has found his Lex Luthor and British actor Nicholas Holt. Um, so Nicholas Holt, Lex Luthor. We've got David Cornsweet, Cornsweet uh, as Clark Kent, Superman, and Rachel Brashannon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to just, I'm just gonna call her Rachel and Rachel as Lois Lane. <laughs> just Rachel. That's amazing. Actually, stop. Um, so yeah. That's interesting. Um, we'll see how the rest of that pans out. I mean, is anybody really interested in, like, the DC Universe at this point? Be honest. I don't know. I don't know necessarily if I am, but, like, this, like, hot new cast, um, maybe I will be. So we've got our first look at uh, Robert Eggers' Nosferatu uh, remake. Um that shows Lily Rose Depp encountering the uh, demon character, I guess. I don't know. Um, so we have got Lily Rose Depp. We've got Bill Skarsgård. We've got Nicholas Holt, who we were just talking about. We've got Aaron Taylor Johnson, Emma Corrin, uh, William Defoe. Uh, that is a superstar cast. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the image sees the idols, Lily Rose Depp as Ellen Hutter looking petrified as the sight of Nosferatu's iconic claw reaches out and terrifyingly throws a shadow across her body. Uh, Eggers opened up about his old school Gothic movie. Um, he said, yeah, it's a scary film. It's a horror film. It's a Gothic horror movie. And I do think there hasn't been an old school Gothic horror movie that's actually scary in a while. And I think that the majority of audiences will find this to be the case. It's even more Ellen's story than the previous versions. And Lily Rose is absolutely phenomenal. She goes, I'll say that Bill has also so transformed. I'm fearful that he might not get the credit that he deserves uh, because he's just, he's not there. He's like uh, honoring who we had come before him. It's very subtle. But the thing, is, the main thing is that he's even more of a folk vampire. In my opinion, he looks like a dead Transylvanian nobleman. And in a way that we've never seen what a dead Transylvanian nobleman would look like. And he'd just like it. Um, so yeah, based off that first image, like she looks terrified and I love Lily Rose Depp. I'm sorry. Lily Rose Depp is kind of like one of the unofficial, like, um, like, I don't know, like icons of pop icon radio. Like she is literally on the pipe icon, uh, album cover. Whenever you listen to this on Apple music. So she is like a part of pop icon. So I'm always going to try to support everything for her. So definitely going to check this out whenever it comes out. Uh, we can jump into some more news, some movie. This is the last of our movie news. I'm going to do like a little review on, uh, the movie Thanksgiving. So I lied. We're not going to get into the uh, review of Thanksgiving. We're actually going to do that at the end. That sounds like more of like an ending to the episode. Um, so, yeah, sorry about it. Uh, but we can jump into some music news. We have got Tate McRae electrifying on Saturday Night Live. Um, so Tate McRae brought the heat to Saturday Night Live this past Saturday, November 18th, um, performing her hit song Greedy, as well as a new ballad called Grave during the Jason Momoa hosted episode. Oh, I hate that guy. 
fucking dick. Um, so the 20-year-old pop star launched into her two-song set with Greedy, um, which caught fire on TikTok before crossing over to the charts. The song currently sits at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 this week, so that's awesome. Who knows? Maybe that performance helped push it up. Uh, so that's great. She performed her other new single, or her another new ballad called Grave on there. Um, wearing a see-through black dress, the Canadian-born artist delivered the emotional track amongst a moody setting with fog and a dark backdrop. That's just how Billboard like described the scene. I'm just like, in my head, I'm just like, the see-through black dress. I'm like, okay, cute. Um, so yeah, Tate McRae has had seven hot uh, 100 hits, including two this year. Um, that's amazing. The one that I know, of course, is You Broke Me First. I didn't really love it, but, like, I see it for some people. She's, like, young enough to be, like, to start off. She's, I don't have her, I don't know what her, like, identity is. Like, I don't know. She's not like Olivia Rodrigo where it's just, like, she's, like, the it girl. Tate McCraig, to me, it seems like she's got a lot of work to do. Um, but I'm curious to see where she goes. Because, I mean, she's on the Billboard Hot 100 Top 10. She's, like, about to drop an album on SNL. Obviously, she's going places. But, like, I need to see more. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so we have got that going on. We had our Billboard uh, Music Awards last week. Me and Karen talked about that. We had a couple of predictions. Uh, I guess we can jump into some winners now. Um, and once again, I just have to say thank you so much to DJ Hello Karen for coming in and doing episode 10 with me. I really appreciate that. Um, I think that we had a good time. We had a great rapport. And who knows if we can do another episode in the future. Um, so... We can jump into the Billboard Music Award winners. We've got Top Artists of the Year. We've got Drake, Luke Combs, Morgan Whalen, SZA, and the winner being Taylor Swift. Um, congratulations to her, of course. Uh, top New Artists, Bailey Zimmerman, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Peso Pluma. Um, and the winner is Zach Bryan. Uh, top Male Artists, we've got Drake, Luke Combs, Morgan Whalen, The Weeknd, uh, Zach Bryan, and the winner is Morgan Whalen. Uh, top Female Artist, Taylor Swift, Top Duo, uh, Fuerza, Regida. Okay, they're, I guess, Top Latin Singers. Cool. Maybe I need to check them out. Um, top Hot 100 Artist, Morgan Whalen. Uh, so, yeah, he won a lot of awards. Um, congratulations to that guy. It's literally just Taylor Swift and Morgan Whalen. I'm like, I don't know if I love that. And then, of course, like, SZA won a couple. Um, the Weeknd got a couple. Favorite touring artist, Beyonce. I'm like, how did Taylor Swift not win that? Um, even though the Renaissance tour is obviously ten times better. Um is there anything else interesting on here? Top male artists or top rap male artists. Why do they have to make a distinction? Um, Drake, uh, top rap female artist. We've got Nicki Minaj. Uh, I don't see anybody else on here that like is like super interesting. Top country male artist, Morgan Whalen. I'm like, didn't he? Hey, he already won. Um, so yeah, that's our, that's our Billboard Music Awards uh, winners. Uh, nobody else is really like standing out to me. Top rock artist, Zach Bryan. I thought he was country. Who knows? Um, Bad Bunny won a couple of awards. Carol G. Yeah, I don't think the Billboard Music Awards are like anything super serious. I think they're just like fun. Um, but congrats to all those winners, I guess. Uh, we can jump into some more pop culture news next. So we can jump into some pop culture news next. Um, so we know that the 
Emerald Fennel uh, Ridden Saltburn is out, I think, or about to come out. Um, and the press tour for it has been wild, uh, thanks to Jacob Elordi. Um, so Jacob Elordi brought um, his own fluids into the discussion here out of kind of nowhere. Um, he is talking about a scene in the movie where uh, Barry Keen, uh his, the character's Barry Kean play watches Jacob Elordi's character jerk off in a bathtub. Kean then eats it up in the aftermath left in the truck. I, I can't believe I'm saying this right now. Kean then eats up the aftermath that's left around the tub's drain. <laughs> so Jacob Elordi's like, I was like, thank God it's mine. Elordi joked about the erotic moment between the two bros. I was very proud. I was very proud to have Barry Cohen guzzling it like that. Oh my God. I'm sorry. What? That is fucking crazy. Why? Who decided that was, like, appropriate? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That is fucking wild, though. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so I guess we'll see how that goes. Jacob Bellorty, um, he's, like, a different different type of character. He's just, like, a different bird. He's, like, very odd. He, like, and he's, like, doing that thing right now that, like, straight actors do, like, when... Uh, I don't know, like, <laughs> when they do, like, an indie, like, out there, like, drama, like, they always, like, get, like, weirdly, like, gay with it, I don't know, I don't, I, I do appreciate it, right, I don't know, do I appreciate it, I'm like, I go back and forth with it, um, so, yeah, there is a scene in Saltburn where Barry Keen's character goes behind Jacob Elordi's character and licks up his his sperm. Ah, that's crazy. I don't know if I'm gonna see salt. I I'm gonna see salt burn, but I might have my eyes covered at a couple of porn parts in porn, a couple of parts in salt burn. So um, yeah, I'll I'll keep you guys posted on that one. Um, we can jump into some more pop culture news. So we have got uh, Chris. What the fuck is this guy's name? Chris Appleton and Lucas Gage. Anybody know them? Um, so Chris Appleton is apparently Kim Kardashian's like hairstylist, I think. Right? Makeup artist? Something like that. Uh, so they were like together for a little bit of time, six months, I think. And then they got married on the Kardashians, I think. Shania Twain. Um, saying at their wedding, like, saying you're still the one. It was very romantic. And then, like, the next day they announced that they um, were going to be divorcing. <laughs> so um, fans were shocked by Lucas Gage and Chris Appleton's seemingly abrupt split. Oh, yeah, and Lucas Gage is... Lucas Gage was from Euphoria. Lucas Gage was from The White Lotus. He was on that first season. He was a guy who, like, Murray Bartlett's character was, like, eating his ass. Like, <laughs> that was fucking crazy. Um, but, uh, so... Fans were shocked by their abrupt split. Um, but one insider has claimed that there's more to the story. Uh, Lucas cheated on Chris, and Chris found out about it over the weekend. That's the reason Chris filed. Um, they were never in an open relationship. <laughs> so another source close to the situation disputes the allegation, confirming to us that Gage did not 
uh, cheat on Appleton, nor was there infidelity. Uh, per the second insider, the split has been amicable. Is the first insider Chris Appleton and the second insider Lucas Gage? Is that what's going on there? I have a feeling that's my <laughs> that might be what's happening. Um, the estranged couple were married for six months before us confirmed that Appleton, 40, filed for divorce from the 28-year-old Gage on Monday, November 13th. Appleton cited a record irreconcilable differences as the reason for the split um the duo's separation was listed as november 10th one day after their wedding was featured on the kardashians on november 9th um so that's kind of crazy that's sad um unfortunately you know things like that just don't work out sometimes who knows you think that something's gonna work out and then it doesn't so, you know, been there, done that. Feel bad for you guys. Um, I also feel really bad because of the fact that, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I hate that they're putting that narrative out there that, like, the younger guy, like, cheated out there. I wish they could have just, like, kept it, like, amicable, like the second source said. So we can get into a little bit more pop culture news. Um, does anybody know who Matt Reif is? Uh I did. I I like have seen him on a couple ads. I saw him on like a Blue Chew ad or something. I think um, he is like this comedian. He's like a fucking hot comedian. He's really good looking. He looks like Lisa Rinna in the face. He's got these like overblown like duck lips, and he's got like the twenty year old like hairdo going on. Um, he's attractive, I guess. Uh, but he just had a special put out on Netflix. I think this past week. Um, what is it called? Natural selection. Uh, and he is under fire for making a joke about domestic violence and then offering a fake apology behind it. Um, so I think his special one, number one on Netflix, which is great. Congratulations to him on that. Um, I don't find his brand of humor funny. I'm sorry. I don't. It's like straight white bro humor. I don't get it. I'm not straight or I'm kind of white. I'm not really, a, I'm, I, I like act like a bro sometimes whenever I'm around other bros. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, I just don't get him. It's kind of like Tate McRae. Like, she's kind of a big deal, but like, I don't get it. Matt Rife's a big deal. I don't get it either. I get that he's like sexy, but other than that, like, that's weird. He dated like Kate Beckinsale. He dated Lucy Hale. Um, that's interesting. Uh, so apparently this special that he put out there, um he made some type of joke what what was the joke about it was like he made a joke about domestic violence about a waitress about how like his waitress had a black eye and she should be back in the like if she has a black eye she'd be back in the kitchen and then the joke was like oh well if she was in the if she was doing her job in the kitchen she wouldn't have the black eye haha <laughs> funny like i you know i don't get how violence against women can be funny i mean maybe some women i guess i don't know that's kind of like weird that i just said that um i don't know i just don't people are like calling for him to be like canceled and he like posted like a link on his instagram to um like if you're so i'm so sorry here this is my apology if you were offended by what i said on the special and like he linked it to like special needs helmets so it's just very much like I'm going to do and say as I want. I don't care what anybody else says. It's that type of humor. Um, weird. I don't know. 
I have to be honest with you. I just looking at him, he looks like a violent guy that probably thinks like I just I have this like thing. If you're like a white male that's born after like 1985, like there's something about you <laughs> that I just like don't trust. And he is a perfect example of it. He like says that his he goes on to say like most of my comedy is for women, but for this special, it's for the guys. And I'm like, no, I don't think any of your comedy is for women. I think that women enjoy watching you because you're an attractive guy and men like wa listening to you demean other, like, women. That's what I think is going on there. I don't know. Don't love Matt Rife. He's, like I said, he's kind of hot, but, like, in a dumb Lisa Renaway, I guess. Uh, we can just, like, leave him behind, hopefully, after this little special. But I'm sure we won't. I'm sure we'll get, like, a slew of, like, conservatives that, like, need his voice out there, need him to be saying mean shit. Like, always. There's always that type. So we can just jump into some more pop culture news. So maybe not so much pop culture news, but maybe some political news. I know we don't get political here on Pop Icon, but for this story, I think that we can. Um, so New York Rep George Santos announced Thursday that he would no longer seek re-election in 2024 following the release of a long-awaited report by the House Ethics Committee. Um, so the committee claimed to have found substantial evidence of wrongdoing by the freshman congressman, including allegedly misusing campaign funds for his own personal purposes, like purchasing Botox injections, OnlyFans subscriptions, and items from Sephora and Hermes. Uh, that's crazy. So the House Ethics Committee is not the first to accuse Santos of stealing campaign money. He was hit with a 23-count federal indictment this year that tells a similar narrative. Um, so that's freaking crazy. Santos pleaded not guilty to each of the criminal charges and has yet to go to trial. Um, but yeah, we can just jump into some of the things that he was accused of unlawfully buying with the campaign funds. So according to the committee's report, Santos received donors into providing, or he deceived donors into providing what they thought was contributions to his campaign, but were in fact payments for his personal benefit, um, including getting Botox. Uh, the report details how a $1,500 purchase at a medical spa in 2020 was noted as Botox in an expense report. Two other charges on the campaign debit card, one for $1,400 and one for $1,029, also reported uh, to have gone towards Botox in various spas. Um, elsewhere in the report, the House Ethics Committee alleges that a $50,000 campaign donation was deposited into Santos's personal account with the funds that being used to pay down personal credit cards and other debt and make unrelated purchases, uh, or reportedly including an OnlyFans subscription. I want to know who he subscribed to. I need to know who was it. Tell me right now. Uh, the campaign donation also allegedly funded meals, parking, items for Sephora, and in one case, a 4,000 luxury brand purchase from Hermes. Um, that's crazy. Uh, they also testified uh, that he would take trips to Atlantic City, um, as well as taking care of urgent care visits for him. Uh, <laughs> that is so wild to me. Like, he... He is, like, an evil, like, gay character in, like, <laughs> politics right now. And I'm kind of, like, here for they need that. They need something like him to kind of keep things interesting, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that's fucking crazy. I'm sorry. And, like, he is always looking so, like, shunked in, like, every, every picture that I see him in. Like, everybody's always, like, running behind him. 
like with like a microphone and he's always like not answering anything i love that that's fucking crazy um so yeah we'll jump into some final pop culture news and then we'll jump into the uh, review of thanksgiving after this so we can end with some like really like scary kind of pop culture news um so we have got singer cassie um you know her me and you um her real name cassandra ventura uh, has reached a settlement just one day after bringing a federal lawsuit in New York against musician and entrepreneur Sean Diddy Combs, in which she accused him of rape and physical abuse during the relationship. Um, she has put out a statement and it reads, I've decided to resolve this matter amicably on terms that I have some level of control. I want to thank my family, friends, or my family, fans, and lawyers for their unwavering support, Ventura said in the statement. We have decided to resolve this matter amicably, Combs said in his own statement. I wish Cassie and her family all the best. Love. In a second statement provided uh, to CBS News, Combs said, Just so we're clear, a decision to settle a lawsuit, especially in 23, is in no way an admission of wrongdoing. Mr. Combs' decision to settle the lawsuit does not in any way undermine his flat-out denial of the claims. He is happy to go. They got to a mutual settlement and wishes Ms. Ventura the best. Um, so terms of the settlement were not disclosed. Uh, the complaint filed Thursday described the 54-year-old Combs as vicious, cruel, and a controlling man who asserted complete control over Ms. Ventura's personal and professional life and detailed abuse he allegedly inflicted on her after meeting her in 2005 when the singer was 19 years old signing her to his label damn that she was so young uh the two dated on and off from 2007 to 2018 um yeah that's really sad uh that's really sad that that happened um the suit alleged uh multiple allegations against combs including that he raped ventura in her home after she tried to leave him that he often punched beat kicked and stomped on miss ventura resulting in bruises burst lips black eyes and bleeding and then in 2012 he blew up kid cuddy oh my god and in 2012 he blew up kid rapper kid cuddy's car after finding out he was romantically interested in ventura that's fucking crazy. I forgot about that. There and there was also all this. <gasps> so back in the day, he like blew up, I guess, Kid Cudi's car. And then somebody like on Twitter posted about it. And they were like, oh, my God, uh, Kitty and Diddy are like beefy. And then that person like went missing after that. <gasps> you don't mess with Diddy. He's like not a good guy. And also earlier this year, he released all of his fan, all of his like artists like rights back to them. And people were like, why is he doing that? Like, is he expecting like something like to come out about him? And then we get this. So I'm like, he probably knew something was coming out. Um, that's fucking crazy. That's fucking sad. So, like, shout out to Cassie. You know, support her. We got to protect Cassie at, like, a time like this. You know, fuck Diddy. He's always been, like, a creep to me, kind of. Like, I watched him on Making the Band. And, like, the way that he talked to those girls. The way he talked to Aubrey O'Day. I'm like, motherfucker, bitch, fuck you. Um, so, yeah. That's some sad news. Uh, but we can end the show, I guess. We're going to jump into, like, a review of the movie uh, Thanksgiving. So, yeah, if you guys are listening to this, that means that we are getting closer and closer to Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving is this week, Thursday, um, November 24th, is it, I think, maybe? Right? No, November 23rd. My bad. Um, this episode should be out by the 21st, though, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and this past week, I actually took myself to the movies to go see the flick called thanksgiving um have you guys heard of it so it's the patrick dempsey starring like horror slasher flick um and i have to be honest with you guys i liked it 
it was good. It was like pretty fucking good. Um, we can go down like a couple of things, uh, starting with the cast. Really like the cast. Um, obviously, the big draw to me was like Addison Rae was going to be in it. So I'm like, oh no, are they going to like pull like a Casey like from Scream with her, Drew Barrymore like killer in the first five minutes? Like, what is going to happen with that? Um, and just to let you guys know, spoiler alert, because I'm going to be talking about like what happens in the movie. Um, spoiler alert, she doesn't die. She like barely, she's like the best friend who's like kind of there, but like she also like gets kidnapped at one point and then she just don't see her again. Um, so that kind of sucked. I wish she would have had a little bit more of a role, but um, the main girl was this girl named Nell who played Jessica. I didn't love her. Like she seemed to me like very... <laughs> Two put together i'm like why does she have why does she have lip injections and she's 17 that's crazy um so i don't know i watched it and i liked it and i liked the cast the who else was in it there were so many people in it patrick dempsey was started as like the sheriff um addison ray jalen thomas brooks who i've heard the name before he was like in it didn't love him milo manheim I love the way that guy's voice sounds. I don't know. There was something about it. Um, so there was like a lot. I love also they had like some random guy in it. Um, Tim Dillon, I guess he's like well-known. He's like a comedian. I didn't even realize it. Sorry. had no clue. Um, and like finally there was this one guy. His name was like Jeff Taravanian. Oh my God. He was so fucking hot. And I like messaged him on Instagram and I was like, Oh my God, I loved you in the movie. And he like messaged me back. He's like, oh my God, thank you. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I was like, ah, maybe we can date, but I don't think so. Um, so that was fun. So the cast was like fun. The plot was basically like, so the beginning of the film, there's like this like wild, like black Friday scene that happens, like kind of due to like the main characters, but not really just because of the people that were there more. So, um, but it was just, like, it was really fucking wild how, like, the Black Friday scene happened. Like, everybody was, like, dying. There was, like, three or four different deaths. And I was like, oh, my God. And they were, like, brutal. Uh, so that was, like, really awful to watch the beginning of that. But so the killer in the movie is doing it because his loved one was one of the people who got killed in the beginning. Obviously, like, I knew that was going to happen. I'm not going to spoil who the killer is because I'll let you guys see that. But, like, I... I really like the movie. I I I don't want to like bash it. I love the movie up until like the end. The end there there was one part about the end that I really like liked and that's how the killer was revealed because I'm like spoiler alert, the killer was revealed like she pulls out like a phone and was like recording him the entire time on like Instagram live. And I'm like, Oh my God, why do not more fucking people do that in like horror movies? Like they should have, the fact that scream didn't do that first. I was like kind of sad about that. Um, but this movie was very like scream like, so it was good. It was like very scary. The kills were like very crazy. Um, they were like, this whole movie was like based off of a trailer, like a fake trailer that Eli Roth did years ago for the grindhouse movies. And, uh, there were, like, a couple of kills in that that were, like, that translated over to, the, like, the big screen version of it. Like, there's one guy gets his head, like, chopped off while he's, like, in the turkey costume. This girl's, like, on the trampoline, like, jumping, and, like, the killer, like, stabs the knife through the bottom, and you can imagine what happens after that. Um, just, like, a lot of, like, really, like, gnarly kills. This, like, woman gets, like, her face, like, attached to, like, the walk-in freezer, like, because he, like, puts her face in the water and, like, attaches it, and so her skin is, like, clinging to it. It's like, ah! It's fucking crazy. Um, so the kills were really, like, imaginative and really, like, wild. Um, the writing, I, like, loved it. I, 
there were a couple of scenes where I was like, this is kind of like lame. Like the beginning, like there was a scene of like just trying to like get the gang together to talk about the gang and like. I don't know, like, it was, like, very, like, corny to me, but, like, also, at the same time, like, teenagers are also fucking corny, so I guess that is true to form. Um, so, if you guys already haven't, be sure to go check out Thanksgiving. It's a fun little slasher. Um, I don't know if I'll necessarily visit it, like, every Thanksgiving, but... I might. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I also think this is where we're going to end the show, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. If you guys already don't, be sure to check out Pop Icon Radio on Instagram at Pop Icon Radio. Um, and be sure to give me a follow on there as well at Scott Summers, S K O T T S U M M E R S. And until next time, we'll see ya. Bye. Go miss it.